wanted to use this projector, but it does not work. It has no get code. That is how I I wanted to use it, but only now I understood that they said no code to connect my computer and projector. So. As an option, I just draw through this for you to come to a certain point of Paticca Samupada towards the end of my talk. I will explain you that uh, I have nicely done uh, things. This is what I wanted to show you, uh, but you can't see it here. Maybe I'll try to fix it then. If you like, I can share with you even. No, they want to see this, not that one. That one, they can see. No, I just said you need lights from that lamp to shine on that board. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. The ceiling lights. Board, I, I guess though you can see this little bit even. Just I wanted to come to one point on the board. It is not that important. Just just for that option for this. Only five minutes, five ten minutes before I came to know that the proper wire, which is what you call VGA cord, is not available. I don't know why. Anyway, we can talk. No problem. And come to the point. And I'll try to explain you, and if not, even later. That's how we do different concepts, especially Paticca Samuppada. To understand Paticca Samuppada, you should have some illustrations, some sort of visual objects also. Okay. Before we start, if you need to go to restroom, as no short break was given, right? You can take few minutes. It's okay. Take five minutes. Good. Five minutes short break. No break was given, right? What? Break was not given, right? I don't. I don't know. I just came. Uh, really big flashlights in the foyer. What? Flashlight for what? Well, you put one on the floor and you shine it right on the board. No, we don't want to use that that much that board. We want to see this as the projector. You cannot use the board. Where's the projector? That is what I was trying to say. Yeah, there's no projector. The projector is there, no connection. Oh, really? Who's the flashlight? Yeah.
HPDI woke up on his computer. Check, take it. The world is depend established on dukkha. Friends, this is the this is an utterance of the Buddha. I am glad to be here with you this afternoon to share the Dhamma with you. As it is very clear, this is the second uh, day talk. The talk, the topic for this Dhamma talk is Dukkha. Dukkha is to be understood clearly. What is Dukkha? Dukkha basically it means suffering, but it is a narrow translation. It, it never gives us the right meaning of what the Buddha meant by Dukkha. Dukkha really means difficult to bear, difficult to endure. What is difficult to bear? Everything, physical or mental, whatever is difficult to bear is Dukkha. Dukkha is all over the world. All over the world. That is why the Buddha understood this as the truth. The Buddha has said the world, the origination of the world, the cessation of the world, and the path leading to the cessation of the world is within this padam high padam lone body it is comparison to dukkha buddha used this buddha said that dukkha and the world is quite synonymous dukkha world and also these five aggregates of clinging are uh, interchangeably used in the discourses. In order to emphasize this, I would like to quote from the connected discourses of the Buddha, Sangyukta Nikaya. According to the Devata Sangyukta, the, uh, from the connected discourses, once a certain deity came to the Buddha and said, Kena suddito loko, Kena suparivarito, Kena supihito loko, 
Kismenglokopatitito. He asked Bhante, By what is the world ensnared? Trapped. By what the world is trapped? Ensnared. By what the world is enveloped? By what is the world shut in? On what the world is established? That is how he asked. Then the Buddha said, Tanhaya uddito loko Jaraya parivarito Machunapihito loko Dukke loko patitito The last line is what I recited at the very beginning of the talk. Buddha answered, Buddha said, Tannaya uddito loko, this world is ensnared with tanha, thirst, urge, craving. World is ensnared with craving. Tannaya uddito loko. Jaraya parivarito, this world is enveloped with decay. Jara, decay, decay, aging. Machuna pihito loko, this world is shut in with death. Dukhe loko patitito, the world is established on dukkha. Dukkha has different synonyms such as dissatisfaction, unsatisfactoriness, discomfort, anguish. These are different synonyms for dukkha, suffering. Suffering or dukkha, as I said earlier, is the truth in the world. <clears throat> you know the truth, truth should be one in the whole system of the world. Truth should be one. Truth should be common to all beings. The Buddha understood that truth. If we simply say different other things like Buddha is truth, Jesus is truth, God is truth, Allah is truth, like that, Brahma is truth, that truth is truth only for that religion, the followers of that particular religion. Allah is truth for Muslim people, not for Buddhists, not for Hindus. Brahman, Brahma is truth for Hindus, like that. But Buddha understood one thing, one common truth in the whole system of the world. Where there are beings, where there are beings, there is one truth. That truth is Dukkha. The Buddha, therefore, Buddha taught us four truths. Four truths. Then how come these four truths? Truth should be one. Why four? No, there are no four truths in the world. There is only one truth, that is Dukkha. Then why four? Dukkha, the origination of Dukkha, the cessation of Dukkha, and the path leading to the cessation of Dukkha. You can understand the term Dukkha, 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 Dukkha. All the four sides, four facets of Dukkha. This is one truth. Truth is one, that is Dukkha. But there are four sides, four facets. Four sides of Dukkha. That is how the Buddha realized this truth, truth of Dhamma. This truth is the truth in the world, the four noble truth, which is the central teachings of the Buddha, which is the most important teaching of the Buddha. Without realizing the four noble truths, nobody can attain 
enlightenment. Nobody can come to the path as a stream enterer. Without coming to the path as a stream enterer, nobody can go to the other steps, other uh, stages like once-writtenness, non-writtenness and the arahantship. So the most important thing is the four noble truths. As I see, the four noble truths is the, the top principle of the teaching. There are Mainly there are three principles, the four noble truths, the dependent origination, and the three characteristics of existence. These three principles are to be understood, are to be realized by each and everybody. So the four noble truths, the Buddha said, this truth is Dukkha. We have to understand Dukkha as it is. Dukkha is, sometimes it is synonymous with karma also. Karma. Once a certain monk came to the monastery, same monastery where the Buddha lived. As he came to the monastery when it was evening, he started to practice walk-in meditation. While he was practicing walk-in meditation, as it became dark, and he practiced continuously, he practiced. And the, uh, then the following morning, before, before dawn, he attained full enlightenment. And now, when it was morning, some other monks went to uh, see that place. When they went there, they saw the uh, walking path, his walking path, with blood stains, blood stains of insects. Because this monk, while he was practicing walking meditation, he has trampled insects like termites. Now blood stains are there on the uh, on his walking path. Seeing this, the monks went to the Buddha and complained. They complained, Bhante, that the monk who came yesterday, he has trampled his insects. He has killed many insects. Blood stains are there on the ground. Then Buddha asked him, did you see, did you see that he was killing them? He was trampling them? Then they said, no, we did not see. Then the Buddha said, like that. He himself did not see that he was doing that. He did not see uh, while he was uh, walking. He has trampled this, but he, don't, he did not see. Why? He was a blind monk. He was a blind monk. But he was an enlightened monk now. He, he became enlightened one. Then the monks asked Bhante how he, uh, how he became blind. Then the Buddha said, it was because of his karma done in his previous lives. In his previous lives, uh, he was a physician, doctor, eye doctor. One day a certain lady came to get treatment. He treated her and after that her eyes got cured. Uh, for this, uh, Then before that treatment, she told him that if uh, her eyes get cured, she will be a slave uh, girl uh, to his family, to the doctor's family. So, so a woman and his, her family also, they all become slaves to the doctor's family. With that promise, uh, treatment was given. The treatment, as uh, she was well treated and she got cured, but she pretended that her eyes were not yet uh, cured. Then the doctor understood that she is pretending. Understanding that, he applied a sort of bad uh, treatment, poison, some, some kind of poison. With that, her eyes became blind. 
she became blind person and it was because of that intentional action karma this time the doctor became a monk this time and he practiced though his eyes became blind he became a blind person where the buddha said the first stanza of the dhammapada i guess you know the uh, book called dhammapada where the first stanza the buddha said all actions are led by the mind mind is their master mind is their maker act or speak with a defiled state of mind that suffering dukkha uh, that dukkha buddha said that dukkha that suffering follows him like the wheel of the cart follows the foot of the drawn ox uh, just like that dukkha dukkha follows follows us that is karma that's dukkha which follows us in this matter we to understand dukkha dukkha and domanasa are two different things dukkha and domanasa dukkha means physical pain physical pain dukkha domanasa are mental pain grief that is grief so dukkha is physical domanasa is mental this difference also to be understood the buddha taught us the very well designed uh, technique for meditation that is satipatthana sutta satipatthana means establishments of mindfulness in this particular discourse as the preamble of the discourse the buddha said monks this is the only direct way for the purification of beings for the overcome overcoming of sorrow and lamentation for the disappearance of pain and grief ah uh, pain and grief two different things the technique of meditation was given for five different reasons at the very beginning the buddha said the results of practicing meditation practicing satipatthana four establishments of mindfulness referring to this five different results the buddha said dukkha domanassanam attangamaya dukkha is pain domanassa is grief for the disappearance of pain and grief this technique was introduced what are the five results i will repeat for the purification of beings that is the first thing for the purification of beings this is the only way the buddha said this is the only way what is the only way for establishments of mindfulness for the disappearance uh, for the purification of being for the overcoming of sorrow and lamentation sorrow and lamentation for the uh, overcoming of sorrow and lamentation third for the disappearance of pain and grief then fourth for the entering of the path noble eightfold path and then for the attainment of enlightenment the fifth one buddha has taught us buddhist cosmology according to buddhist cosmology there are many different beings in the world there are different realms there are 31 different realms in all these realms all beings are suffering dukkha is all over the 31 realms because all these beings are in the world buddha and the arahants they went beyond the world that is called super super world 
इट इज बियॉन्ड दिस वर्ल्ड लोक उत्तर दे गोन बियॉन्ड सो एज लोन एज वी आर इन द वर्ल्ड वी हैव टू सफर देर आर मेनी डिफरेंट बींग्स अकॉर्डिंग टू बुडिस कॉस्मोलॉजी देर आर एट डिफरेंट रेलम्स विच आर कॉल हेल according to buddhism no particular eternal hell no eternal hell no one hell but there are many particular eight type of hells where there is no happiness at all no happiness at all therefore they are called niraya 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 hell but they are not eternal they are not eternal places one day those who are suffering there they will come out it is such difficult the buddha gave the simile of the uh, one eyed turtle have you heard of this the simile oh, i have no time to explain all this thing turtle suppose <coughs> to once you go once you were born in such a such a place to come to be born as a human it's very difficult in order to show that difficulty the buddha gave the simile of the turtle suppose there is a turtle at the bottom of the sea <coughs> he has only one eye the one eye i one eyed one eye means another the other one is blind so the blind turtle one eyed turtle he comes out to the surf comes to the surface 100 years every 100 years he comes out comes to the surface when the turtle comes to the surface the purpose of coming to the surface is to see the moon now when the turtle comes to the surface he should see that he should see the moon through the hole of a yolk do you know the what is yolk yolk is what is the a piece of piece of uh, wood uh, keep uh, on the neck of the um, cows hmm? there's a piece of wood when you put it there you have to tie it around the neck hmm? so that that piece is called yolk hmm? in the yolk there are normally there are four holes but in this particular there is only one one hole suppose the yolk is there on the sea is going this side that side but <coughs> uh, the turtle comes to the surface 100 years after now when it comes to the surface the yolk has only one hole that hole is should be like this this side so that the so that the turtle can uh, poke his neck to the yolk and see uh, the moon suppose when the turtle comes to the surface the yolk the hole of the yolk is this side if it is this side then the turtle comes to the surface but he can't see he can uh, insert his neck through the hole of the yolk failed he should go back then after 100 year again 100 years after again he is coming when he comes he suppose his right eye is blind right eye is blind then the yolk is on the right side then again he cannot see so the yolk the whole of the yolk should be on the right side his right uh, his eye the proper eye should be on the right side like that this all should come together 
It is such a difficult thing. It might happen. The Buddha said, it might happen. But to be born as a human is that difficult. It's so difficult to be born as a human. Sometimes you might think, then why these billions of people? Billion, seven billion in comparison to animals is nothing. Just think of fish in the ocean, ants in the anthill, how many billions? Termites, little creatures, in comparison to them, humans, generation is nothing. Seven billions only, only seven billions. So all these beings, now those eight hells, they are all the time suffering. That is why they are called Niraya, you know the Devadatta who rolled the boulder onto the Buddha's head. You know that, right? Devadatta, the person, Buddha's arch enemy. You don't know that? Oh. Buddha's arch enemy. I, I don't want to tell all these stories. Then uh, I cannot talk about Dhamma. Um, so, Buddha's arch enemy, so-called arch enemy, Devadatta, he was, of course, his own uh, uh, brother-in-law, Buddha's brother-in-law. He later on became an arch enemy. He wanted to kill the Buddha. He did several things to kill the Buddha. Finally, he himself rolled a boulder to kill the Buddha. With all this, what happened? He uh, he died and he was born in that particular uh, realm called hell, the bottom one. They, all these are in descending, uh, in ascending order. The bottom one is called Avici. That is where he was born. One day he will come back and he will become a silent Buddha. Buddha said he will become a silent Buddha. That is why I said that they are not eternal places. Now, this uh, hells, there are eight different hells. I simply try to uh, tell you this according to cosmology, how people, how beings are suffering. In these eight realms, there is no happiness at all. That is why they are called nir-aya, no happiness. Then there are four different realms. There are, there is happiness, little bit. There is mixture, like happiness and unhappiness, both. Dukkha and Sukha, both. What are those? They are a particular uh, hell and then uh, hungry ghost realm and titans and animals, these are called four hills. In these four, there is happiness from time to time, like animals. Hmm? Animals have happiness, right? They have both uh, happiness and unhappiness, both. Then we come to this world, human realm. We have the same thing. But we have happiness more than animals because we have a developed mind, particular developed mind, which can be further developed. That is why we are called manusa. Manusa means those who have developed mind. We can further, we can develop our mind further. That is why we try to develop our mind. Buddha understood this and Buddha practiced. Buddha developed his mind to the human perfection and he thus became the Buddha like that, he said, you all, we all can do that. That is why we try to practice, develop our mind. So the Buddha taught us this human realm is the most important place to practice. Only humans can sit cross-legged and practice meditation. 
Only humans can give dana, share with others. Nobody else, no other beings can share such things. They don't do, they don't practice dana, generosity. Hmm? No devas. Devas, they don't share with others. They don't give dana. Hmm? Yaka, preta, deva or any, any animals. No, only humans can think and do such things. Practice generosity. And humans practice morality. Morality, precepts. Because of our mind, we can practice morality and practice meditation. Only Buddhas are born here. Buddhas are born here. The Arahants, Buddhas, silent Buddhas, all these great persons, great people are here in, from this human realm. That is to be understood. Then there are six heavens. Six heavens. After these six heavens, these are celestial beings, celestial realms. Six heavens. And there are again sixteen Brahma world. Like that, altogether, there are thirty-one different realms. In all these thirty-one realms, there is unsatisfactoriness. Beings are not satiate. Unsatisfactoriness is all over. That is to be understood. There are three types of dukkha. Three types of dukkha. Dukkha as pain. Due to pain, that is like Buddha said, birth is dukkha, aging is dukkha, death is dukkha, sorrow, lamentation, pain, grief, all these are dukkha. Association with uh, displeasing ones is dukkha. Dissociation with pleasing ones, good ones, is dukkha. Not getting what one desires is dukkha, such things. That is what is called due to pain, dukkha. Dukkha, dukkata. In Pali it is called dukkha, dukkata. Secondly, the second one is dukkha as a creation as something fabrication, fabricated, constructed, conditioned, something conditioned, that is called uh, Sankhara Dukkata, Sankhara Dukkha. Sankhara Dukkha means all created things, all created things are Dukkha, all fabricated things are Dukkha. All constructed things are dukkha. Third one is viparinama dukkha. Viparinama means changing. All the time changing. Parinama. Parinama means changing but exist. Things exist but changing. <coughs> viparinama. There is a particular chapter called Okkanta chapter, Okkanta Sanyukta in the Connected Discourses, where the Buddha said, when practice meditation, when you practice insight, three things are to be applied to 59 different factors. 59 factors means we have to understand this I as not, I as impermanent, I as changing, I as uh, become otherwise, becoming otherwise. <coughs> Anicca, Viparinama, Anyatabhavi. This I, this is how you have to practice. When you, when you practice meditation, first you have to concentrate, practice concentration. And then you have to give attention to the I and you have to mentally repeat, this I is changing, this is anicca, impermanent, I is impermanent, I is changing, viparinama, ah, changing, I is changing and it becomes otherwise, it becomes otherwise, three factors. And then the ear is the same, ear is 
impermanent, changing, becoming otherwise. No cis impermanent, changing, becoming otherwise. Like that, you have to apply these three factors to uh, 59 different places. This is quite deep insight. So, uh, like that we have to understand change in itself is dukkha. That is what I want to point it out. Change in itself is dukkha. Viparinama dukkhata. Dukkha dukkhata, viparinama dukkhata. There is a particular discourse uh, named uh, Brahmayu in the Majjhimanikaya, middle length sayings. I quote from the original discourses. I wanted to I wanted to introduce you these different discourses. Well, when you study the Buddha, uh, the teaching of the Buddha, you have to read the original discourses. That is why we always introduce you different discourses, from especially from Majjhimanikaya, middle length saints, and the connected discourses like this different. Original teachings. These are called original teachings. So in the middle length sayings of the Buddha, there's a discourse uh, named Brahmayu Sutta, where according to this, Brahmayu, the Brahmins, he was 120 years old. He had a student, his pupil was Uttara, one day he came to know that the Buddha has visited uh, to his village. As Buddha visited there, people went to see the Buddha. So Brahmayu, this Brahmin, asked his pupil to pupil Uttara to go and see the Buddha, whether the Buddha is really Buddha or not. Then he asked, How should I know that? Then he said, Why? According to our tradition, according to our scriptures, Brahmin scriptures, there are 32 great persons, marks of a great persons, Mahapurusha, great persons, 32 marks of a great person. So you can go there and observe whether the Buddha has these 32 marks, 32 characteristics of his body. Then this student went to see the Buddha and he observed the Buddha and he understood, he observed different features of the Buddha and he understood that the, these marks are there. He came to conclusion that Buddha has this, though he was not satisfied. He wanted to observe, he wanted to test the Buddha further, whether Buddha is Buddha or not. For this purpose, he decided to follow the Buddha. Then he followed the Buddha for seven months to understand something, uh, Buddha is some, some mistake, any mistake done by the Buddha. <clears throat> Whether the Buddha is doing any sort of mistake, unmindfully, right? He wanted to observe the Buddha and for seven months he followed the Buddha after seven months, he could not find anything. He became so glad about the Buddha's behavior. Then he came to the teacher, Brahmin, Brahmayu, and he reported. He gave his report. Everything is good. So he gave the report, and this is how the Buddha uh, start to uh, walk. This is how he mind he mindfully walks. This is how he eats mindfully, drinks mindfully, sleeps mindfully, doing everything mindfully, entering the village mindfully, preach, teach mindfully, everything. He gave this wonderful report. If you like, you can read that sutta huh? to understand the, uh, his report on the Buddha. So when he reported this, the Brahmin thought that ah. Oh, one day I should visit him. And thereafter, one day he visited the Buddha. And he himself wanted to see the marks of the Buddha, 32 marks of the Buddha. He then, being so elated, 
he uh, knelt down and he kissed the Buddha's feet. Kissing the Buddha's feet, he said, Bhante, I am Brahmayu, I am Brahmayu, like that saying. So the Buddha asked him to sit. And as he observed these different uh, marks of the Buddha, Buddha said, Abhinyayang abhinyatam bhave tabbancha bhavitam pahatabbang pahinang me tasma buddhosmi brahmana. He said, Brahmana, I comprehended, realized what is to be realized. What is to be realized? I realized it. What is to be abandoned? I abandoned it. What is to be developed? I developed Therefore, I am the Buddha, Buddha said. So, what is to be comprehended? Dukkha is to be comprehended. Ah, Dukkha is such important. Dukkha is to be comprehended by all of us. And what is to be abandoned? Craving is to be abandoned. Then what is to be developed? The path, path for the uh, cessation is to be developed. So, the Buddha did this. Therefore, Buddha said, I am the Buddha. Because he, he realized the four noble truths. That is the meaning. So, this is how we have to understand Dukkha and truth the same. Truth, whether when you say truth, Dukkha and, Dukkha and the truth are the same. So we Buddhists try to practice, try to understand Dukkha as the truth. Then what is, uh, when we realize this truth, we can understand, we can realize the four noble truths. Four noble, of the four noble truths, the last one is the noble eightfold path. So four noble truths and the noble eightfold path. We practice, develop the very teaching, the real teachings of the Buddha in this manner. So friends, when we practice in this manner, the Buddha taught us a, a special teaching which is called Paticca Samuppada. When we enter the path as a stream enterer, we have to realize three factors. We have to comprehend, comprehend three factors, three principles. I said this earlier. Four noble truths, dependent origination, and the three characteristics of existence. Three characteristics of existence. First, we have to understand these three characteristics. What are the three characteristics? Impermanence, unsatisfactoriness, and soullessness. If we can understand these three characteristics of existence, we can come to the path where we can understand the interrelatedness, interrelatedness, interdependence of all things. That is what is called dependent origination. And we can understand this four, dukkha as dukkha, the origination of dukkha, the cause of dukkha as cause of dukkha. And the cessation of dukkha as the cessation of dukkha, and the path leading to the cessation of dukkha as the path leading to the cessation of dukkha. So this is how we realize this dhamma. When we realize this dhamma, the dependent origination means it is very much significant to understand this because dukkha, whatever dukkha, once the Buddha said, whatever dukkha. They all arise because of consciousness. In the Sutta Nipata, this group of discourses, where Buddha said in the Dvetanupassana Sutta, the contemplation on diet, uh, the Buddha said, Yankinchi dukkhang samboti sabbang vinyana pacha. Whatever dukkha arises 
they all arise because of vijnana because of consciousness vijnanasya nirodena natti dukkhas sambhava vijnanasya nirodena with the cessation of consciousness no more dukkha come to be ah that is why we have to understand the dependent origination now you can see this on the white board i have drawn here uh the cycle this is called 12 links uh, dependent origination dependent origination is the most the profound teaching the difficult teaching of the buddha but here i wanted to touch you one particular point to show you the interdependency of the of consciousness and physicality and mentality you can see that there is a small circle that is that circle is what you call the sansaric circle sansaric circle hmm? it is because of the interdependence of consciousness and physicality and mentality both these are like this the buddha said vijnana pachya nama roopam nam roopa pachya vijnana nam roopa or physicality and mentality depend on consciousness consciousness depends on physicality and mentality these are interdependently existing so the buddha's point here is vijnana uh, it is because of vijnana it is because of consciousness all dukkha comes to be whatever dukkha they all come to be because of consciousness with the cessation of consciousness all dukkha come to cease that is the point so according to this now let's understand how to do this what is to be done this is given in another discourse on the same subject dependent origination there is a discourse named upanisha sutta of the connected discourses where the buddha pointed out 24 different links here you see only 12 there is another another circle where you find 24 links now here you can see uh birth birth jati when you come to that point jati buddha said jati itself is dukkha birth itself is dukkha in the in his very first discourse dhamma chakka patana sutta he said birth is dukkha uh decay is dukkha death is dukkha like that he explained dukkha jati birth birth is dukkha now when we are born buddha said whole mass of suffering come to be that is how the buddha said not only one two three but battalion battalion of dukkha come to be with birth huh? that is why we become very happy on the birthday huh? we celebrate birthday because we got all these dukkha hmm? now birth is dukkha when there is dukkha unsatisfactoriness now if we are wise enough ah this is the point if we are wise enough by the way the buddha's teaching was given buddha taught this dhamma to whom to the wise persons not everybody cannot practice this everybody cannot understand this what nonsense they they say no what what buddhism what dhamma what meditation right only the wise understand this why they understand differently they develop their mind they have right understanding ah that is why they are wise 
because of right understanding. What is right understanding? They can understand what is good and good, good as good, bad as bad. They can understand what is merit as merit and demerit as demerit. They can understand that killing is wrong, stealing is wrong, sexual misconduct is wrong, telling lies is wrong, taking intoxication is wrong. They, understand, they can understand this. In, in such a way, they come to path, come to the path. The first step is right understanding. With that right understanding, what happens? We can develop our confidence. Confidence in what? Confidence in the Buddha. We trust. Confidence means trust. First of all, first, first and foremost, you trust you, yourself. Trust yourself first. Then trust the Buddha. Buddha's teaching, no mistake at all. That is why the Dhamma is called well-expounded Dhamma, Swakato, Suakato Bhagavata Dhamma, the well-expounded Dhamma, no mistake. Beginning, in the beginning it is excellent, in the middle it is excellent, at the end it is excellent. Such a wonderful Dhamma. Then you have confidence in the Buddha, confidence in the Dhamma, confidence in the Sangha. This is how to do. This is what I am explaining you how to do. Since we were born, we have to develop our mind, we have to understand, we have to think. Even rationally, we have to think and understand good and bad, right and wrong. In such a way, we have to come to right path with Samadhiti. Right understanding. With right understanding, we can develop our confidence. With that confidence, when we have confidence, we have gladness. Ah, that is what happens. We try to practice. We sit and meditate. We share with others as dana. We meditate, uh, we observe sila, sila, samadhi, panya. We practice, develop these things. Then we have gladness. As a result of gladness, there arises piti, rapture. You have priti. When you meditate, you have priti, rapture. When you have rapture, then your mind comes to the state of calmness, tranquility. Tranquility leads to happiness. Happiness. Then happiness leads to concentration. Concentration. Your mind is concentrated. Buddha said, monks, practice concentration. Samadhiṃ bhikkave bhāvetha. Monks, practice samādhi, concentration. Samahito bhikkhu yatha bhūtam pajānāti. The concentrated monk, concentrated practitioner, see things as they really are. What is that? Vipassana. If you practice, develop your samadhi, you can see through, you can penetrate. That is vipassana. That means you can practice both serenity and insight. Sukha, happiness, leads to concentration. If you have right concentration, then you get the chance to know things, knowledge and vision of things as they really are. You can see, you can understand, knowledge and vision of things as they really are. Yatha Bhuta Jnana Dasana. When you see things as they really are, then you have disenchantment. You don't enchant things. You don't cling to things. You don't attach to things. Instead, you disenchant. You can understand meaninglessness of things. What is the meaning? What is the use of this? What is the use of enjoying? So-called enjoy this life. What is to enjoy? What is the meaning? 
what is the meaning of these celebrations? What is the meaning of this life? What is the meaning? No use. When you understand things as useless, should you keep this? No. Let things go. Let things go one by one. Physically and mentally. It's easy to give up physical things, hmm? material things. Easy. Mental, bit difficult. Even giving up, abandoning means not mere abandoning your material things at home. Hmm? Mentally you have to give up, that is the important thing. Disenchantment, that is called disenchantment. With clear understanding you give up things, that is the meaning, disenchantment. Disenchantment leads to dispassion. It leads to dispassion. Dispassion leads to liberation. Vimukta. Vimukta, what Vimukta? Your mind. Mind is liberated. When, when our mind is liberated, we know that it is liberated. I know that it is liberated. Nobody else wants to say. Today there are some places where the masters, the teachers say, ah, now you have entered the path as a stream enterer, you are once written, you are non-written like that. Such things are taught. No, we don't need such persons to tell us our own uh, advancement. We ourselves can understand. We ourselves can understand when we come to the path as a stream enterer, we know that from this day I will not be born in hells. I will not be born in animal realms. I will not be born in hungry ghost realm. Definite. It is definite that I will attain full enlightenment. That is my realization, your realization. You yourself can understand that. That is stream enterer. Then you can go further, step further. That's the way. So that is what is called liberation. Liberation of mind from what? Liberation of? Liberation from dukkha. When the mind is liberated from dukkha, mind means consciousness here. Consciousness. Consciousness and mind the same. When the mind is liberated, consciousness is liberated, it is liberated from dukkha. What are the dukkha? You can see that, uh, that circle, small circle of the circle, the bottom part, you can see some lines. Physicality and mentality. Mental side, there are five different things. Physical side, four things. All these are called dukkha. All these are physical, mental dukkha. All these dukkha should go once all these dukkha are no more, mind is clear, consciousness is clear. That consciousness is called featureless consciousness. No features. It is crystal clear consciousness. It is luminous all over. Sabbato pabhang. All over luminous consciousness. That is the consciousness of the enlightened person. Friends, we practice, we develop, we follow this Dhamma to become, to gain that state of mind, liberated mind. Then we can understand liberated mind as liberated mind. And we ourselves can become the enlightened ones in this world, in this very world. Let's try to practice more and more, understand this wonderful Dhamma more and more, and realize this Dhamma so that we can live happily, peacefully in this society. And one day we can go. Let's understand wonderful Dhamma. And as we all got together, we practiced from yesterday. We practiced together. 
Now you all listen to this Dhamma talk. By listening to this Dhamma talk, by doing all these good deeds, practicing throughout the days, we all acquire a great deal of merit by the power of all this merit. May we all attain supreme bliss of Nibbana. Sadhu, Sadhu, Sadhu. Okay, take a few minutes break and come back to practice. You can write down your questions and put it into the box so that I can take them for the time of the Q&A.